Hello friends, this is George speaking. This is your technology information channel. I actually wasn't going to cover any more podcasts, but I come across this one today and I thought to myself, you know something, a lot of people will be getting new mobile phones for Christmas and for the new, for the, the new season. So this may come in handy even for us or those that are using mobile phones today. So I thought this was important enough to do one simple uh, podcast uh, before the new year. So, basically, this is from the experts, okay? And by me doing my research, I'm bringing you this, it saves you doing some research. How to figure out if your phone has malware. Has your phone been acting up? Here's how to check if malware is to blame and what to do if it is. And I thought this was a a very interesting topic because a lot of people will have mobile phones today and some of this may apply to them. Your smartphone is like a mini computer that fits in your pocket. So just like your laptop is also vulnerable to malware which can take form of spyware, adware or ransomware. Unfortunately, it can sometimes be difficult to determine if your device has been infected. This is by design, since those behind the malware don't want you to find their software and remove it. So it's up to you to look out for signs of trouble activity. Android is an open uh, system by design which has its benefits, but also makes the OS more vulnerable to malicious apps than the Apple OS. Google has made progress here. A recent report noticed that bad actors have had to get more creative in order to get their malware ladder up onto the Android devices. But that same report found that Trojan Dropper apps netted over 300,000 downloads in Google Play recently in order to scoop up people's bank details. If you have an iPhone, you may be thinking that's none, that none of this applies to you. After all, the idea that Macs don't get viruses certainly extends to all our Apple devices, right? Wrong. While it is true that the iPhones are less likely to get infected with malware than Android phones, thanks to the Apple uh, approved processes, it doesn't mean that smartphones aren't immune to infection. So regarding of what mobile OS you are using, it's important you stay alert. You never know when a seemingly app holds an airless payload. Now these are signs that your phone may be infected, okay? Is your phone infected with malware? Here are some things to watch out for, friends. Pop-up ads that won't go away. If you're suddenly seeing a lot of ads in a specified app, or even with no apps or open, you may be infected with adware. These annoying pop-ups can generate money from odd clicks trying to infect you with the worst malware or a link to scam offers whatever you do don't click on it unexplained fees on your phone bill take a look at your phone bill or credit card statements and make sure you can account for every charge if not there's a chance you may be the victim of a scam that adds unwanted services to your phone and charge to your phone bill, also known as cramming. Wireless, wireless carriers have been accused of looking the other way. 
In some cases, in order to pocket a percentage of the monthly data or the monthly rate. So to the owners, it is on to you to, to be begging to be keeping your eyes open and catch any bogus charges. Your body drains faster than expected. While bodies do downgrade naturally over time, you shouldn't see a sudden shift in body life with normal wear and tear. Malware may be hijacking your phone's components in order to perform background tasks, resulting in the body needing a recharge faster than expected. Now these are some, but it doesn't mean to say it is. Your phone is overheating. Under normal circumstances, your phone should never be hot to the touch. But certainly, malware can overwork the internal CPU or charging mechanism. If your phone is overheating, we recommend unplugging it from any power source and turning it off. Leave unattended. A hot phone can cause fire and even explode. That has happened on many occasions. Your phone is slower than normal. Just like a computer, your smartphone contains a processor that is used to perform certain confidential tasks. If your device has been hijacked, the middleware may over sorry it may be overworking the components inside your phone and causing simple tasks to take longer than they should. If your phone is suffering from a sudden sh- slowdown or even crashing, middleware could be the reason. Now this is one that happens to many of us friends. Excuse me. This is one that happens to many of us. And sometimes it isn't malware. Sometimes it is caused by a bad connection or maybe a network that is having problems. Drop calls and pure connections. If your phone has been infected with malware, an outgoing connection to a foreign server cannot appear in your phone's ability to maintain a stable Wi-Fi or cellular connection. Resulting in pure connections and quality and frequent drop calls, if other devices on the same Wi-Fi network are working properly and those in your household are not experiencing drop calls, malware can be the culprit on your phone. An unexpected app appears. Suddenly an app be downloaded can be loaded with malware. Sorry, can be loaded with malware that installs additional programs. Take a look at the app list and make sure you recognize and want everything on the phone. If you find something unexpected, do not open the app. Enter safe mode on Android. You examine your phone and find something suspicious or you have one or more symptoms of malware. Now what? What do you do? If you are on an Android phone, try safe mode. The process may vary different on phone makers. But most new devices require you to hold down the power button and then long press power off until you get the option to enter safe mode. This disables third party apps on your phone so you can safely inspect anything out of the ordinary. Remove any app you think may be infected and then return to normal mode and see if the problem has been fixed. On the iPhone, your phone needs to be tailed broken to enter safe mode, so this won't be a workable solution for most app smartphone owners. Obviously, scan for viruses. One recommendation is Norton 360. If you can't find anything by yourself, it's time to enlist a good antivirus specialist if you're using an Android device. But don't download any free apps with antiviruses in its description. Go to a trusted name in a secure place such as Bitdefender, Casper, Norton, 
I'll name Manchin McAfee, but I would disagree. Of all of the Romandroid antivirus apps, he recommended investing one scanning for viruses and allowing the program identify and removing the malware. Of course, the next option would be reset your device. If no other solution can be found to free your device from malware, your only choice is to be initial factory reset and start from scratch. This will wipe your phone clean and hopefully remove any malware in the process. If you have backed up your phone from it before it went on the frizz and you shouldn't, you can try restoring from that point. When an iPhone heads to settings, general reset and erase the device. If you have a valuable backup, you can follow our directions. Android owners may need to find instructions specified to their phone manufacturers for a Samsung device open settings. General management reset, factory data reset to get the job done. You can restore from a backup on Google Drive if you follow these directions. How to avoid malware. Malware is no joke. Avoid falling victim to an attack by being cautious about what you've downloaded and paying attention to the permission you grant to your apps. For instance, before you download anything, read the reviews of the app carefully to make sure people are getting what advice they ought to be on the lookout for surprising high markets reviews on no app names. It could be a pay for play situation if an app you do install presents you with an offer you might not happen expecting or ask for personal information. Think twice before handling it over. As a general rule, friends, you should only grant access to features you expect, you expect the app to need. If it is a message app, for instance, and asking to make phone calls or access your camera, that could be a bad sign. Android and iPhone users can access Permission Manager under the respective privacy settings. So friends, that was just a quick podcast on mobile phones. You can block ro- ro- robot calls and spam calls, okay? Now how to block them spam calls? If you're getting too many calls from spammers and telemarketers, here are some steps you can take to bottle these annoying callers. Are you sick and tired of spam calls you get? Lawmakers have passed legislation to address the problem, but there are a few actions you can take on your own. On devices and iPhones come with built-in features for blocking specialized phone numbers, but mobile carriers offer their own blocking tools. Several third parties, three-caller, email, all work to block telemarketing calls. Also, you can register your phone with the FTCS Do Not Call Registry, though that won't stop scammers and distributed telemarketers from calling you. Let's check out each option. Blocking phone numbers. Robot callers cycle through thousands of phone numbers and may include the same telephone prefixes as your own phone number. To block them as they come into your phone, open the phone up and tap Recents. Tap the information icon next to the number you want to block and choose Block this caller and block the contact. Blocking numbers on Android. The steps for blocking numbers on an Android phone vary based on the device and operating system version. You should be able to open your phone app and select recent calls or call history. Tap the number you want to block and find the command that says block or report a spam. You then confirm the order to block the number. It's as simple as that, friends. A and call protection. A and customers can access a support page with directions for blocking calls on different types of phones. The company provides a fraud and spam call blocking app for iOS's and Android named call protection. 
and not for the family known as ATT Unsecure Family, also on the SO100. Okay, it's a free call. Okay, so T-Mobile Scam Shields, you can get them too. Uh, Robot Killer uh, not only blocks spam calls, but also attempts to mess with the spammers. The app monitors the boat with automatic answering spam calls with pre-recorded nonsense to see it. doesn't need to frustrate them or waste their time. You can also uh, create your own. This app is also has a database of known spammers. You can ask specifically the numbers you want to block. The Android app is $2.89, $2.89 a month, or $24 per year. Three colors, another one, friends. Email is another one. It offers robot blogging with visible voice mail. Spam blogging on long lines is another option. Register on the Do Not Call list is the FTCS Do Not Call Registry. It can hurt your register, your online or moving numbers as the do not call.gov government where your website from wanted calls. Where to have your phone numbers registered with the do not call registry and add your number if not. Few simple uh, podcasts are friends just to basically help people to protect their phones and their devices because we all get these uh, particular calls and you know people say how do you get my number it's simple we give it to them okay we give it and we buy mobile phones sometimes the mobile phone companies give it to them and that that's my personal opinion but we also when we're when we're registering online a lot of people put the phone numbers up which they shouldn't do so basically whether it's extracting or not if you put it out there you're giving it to them okay so keep safe just a quick podcast on how to block robot calls and spam calls And uh, once again, have a safe Christmas and uh, keep safe from this COVID-19 or so COVID-19, some may say. And uh, keep your devices safe, friends. It pays in the long run. Good evening friends, <clears throat> this is your technology information channel, George, this is Christmas evening and this is a podcast that I normally never do, but I've had this in my mind this last couple of days and I think it has to be covered, uh, of course I could have covered it in the new year, but I think it's important. Uh, doing a lot of research this last week, we've now come across information that I have no doubt is right. But of course, Facebook will deny it. You know, Facebook so-called fact-taggers have been challenged by different people in the past. And <clears throat> I just noticed here on the December the 22nd, uh, a medical journalist blasts Facebook for using fake fact checks to justify censorship. Now, we also know that Facebook so-called fact-checking, I believe, was taken to court in the United States. And I also believe that Facebook have admitted, apparently, that it's only a fact-check opinion. 
But they would use another word for to cover themselves. They would say it's a protective opinion or something in that line. Okay, so the BMTA demanded that Facebook relative its bonus fact-checking process after the journal was censored for publishing vaccine trial information. The editor of a peer-reviewed medical journalist scouted letter demanding that Facebook revoke the bogus third-party fact-checking process after the journal was censored for publishing information about COVID-19 trials. The BMTA editors, Fiona, uh, addresses the letter to Facebook creator and COA Mark Zuckerberg with intention of raising serious concerns about Facebook's third-party fact-checking system. According to the editors, one of the well-researched articles the BMTA published on a host of pure clinical trial research uh, parties occurred. One of their companies uh, facilitated the trials for the Pfizer version of the COVID-19 vaccine was suppressed by Facebook and censored with labels that directors, uh, directed readers to a fact-check by the observed website Leak Stories, which routinely issued fake fact-checks. Those trying to post the article were informed by Facebook that people who repeatedly shared false information might have their posts moved lower in the Facebook news feed group. Administrators where the article was shared received messages from Facebook informing them that such posts were partly false. The editor said that this fact check with Facebook just used to justify threats against users who shared the BMJ article, however, was inaccurate, incomplete and irresponsible. Not only did uh, Godley say that the lead story went out of its way to convent any direct Association, sorry, of wrongdoing or falsitivity in the BMT article, but it also labelled the prominent long-standing medical journal as a news block. Like most other lead stories, fact-checks check, fact the web page that links to the missing contacts warning on Facebook featured big, big bold title claiming discredit the BM's findings, BMT's findings. How convenient, Mark. How convenient, Facebook. Fact check, the British Medical Journal did not reveal disqualifying and ignoring reports of flaws in the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine trials, the headline states. As the BMTA editor noted, the lead stories refused to make any changes to his bogus fact check and instead issued an, a counter-statement to his letter. It complained that the BMTA would not allow the fact checkers to see their basic Basics for the story and did not make the document available on transparent site and attempted to justify the censorship label. He concluded that the letter demanded by Facebook that Facebook have a continuous censorship campaign against the so-called misinformation, choose wiser and more competent organisations for fact-checking such as the COCHRANE, which reviews medical evidence on a regular basis. Rather than investigating a proportion, uh, substantial profits to help ensure the accuracy of the medical information shared through social media, you have to apparently delegate responsibility to people incompletely, incomplete, uh, sorry, and carrying out this crucial task. Fact checking has been a 
staple of good journalism for decades. What has happened in this instance should be of concern to anyone who values and relies on the source such as the BNT, the latter states. So, <clears throat> the fact check authorised by a former CNN employee for the observer of third party company which ties to sketchy Chinese company Bikedance, however, doesn't actually address the uh, article of, or any of the claims written. Instead, instead the fact check tries to downplay the fact that COVID case data from the UK shows that vaccine people are increasingly contracting COVID-19. And we could go on with that particular one. Uh, there's quite a lot. Facebook admits the truth that fact checks are really just lefty opinions. And this is from the New York Post. Now, apparently this guy had something like 55 million or billion followers on apparently. Apparently, I say, Facebook was meant to close them down. So, you know, these fact hackers, obviously, they have an opinion like us. But they can't be checking, they can't be cross-checking on opinions just on its own. Facebook admits the truth. Fact checkers are really just lefty opinion. And this is on December, friends, at 21, 21 hours, 4, 29 p.m. And what it says is that Facebook finally admitted the truth. The fact checkers that social media use to police what Americans read and watch are just opinions. That's thanks to the lawsuit brought by a celebrated journalist, John Stossel, S-T-O-S-S-E-L which has exposed the left's supposed battle against misinformation as a farce. He said he posted a pair of videos that touched the third rail of a liberal politics, climate change. Neither questioned whether climate change is real, but each talked about other issues, namely force management and using technology to adapt. Yet, the third party <coughs> that Facebook contracts to review these pics, the science feedback, flagged them as false or fever lagging contacts. So they will use certain terminology, friends, for to get around it. Why science feedback didn't did uh, sorry didn't like the guy's tone. This is that that is you can write anything about climate change unless you say it's the worst disaster in history of humanity, we must spend trillions to fight it. For this Facebook bonds or minimizes the guy's poses or reportings deprived him of readers and revenue. Then we then when sued, Facebook throws up its hands and says, not our problem. His real beef is with science feedback. You see, we washed our hands a bit. So what they're doing is, they're, in my opinion, again, in my opinion, Facebook are employing third-party companies to do their dirty washing for them. And when they're caught out, Facebook are saying, his real beef is with science feedback. You see, we washed our hands of it. That is a loophole they used to get out of, out of the law. As for that fact check label, we slapped on your piece in Facebook's response to him and argued, well, that's protected opinion under the First Amendment. So they're using, they're using that phrase, protected opinion. So what they're saying is their opinion's protected, but ours isn't, basically. The post has faced the same... Too many times in February 2020, they published the column again by Steve Steeman, W. Marshall, M O S H E R, asking if COVID 19 leaked from the Wanahan lab 
This was labelled false by Facebook fact checkers. Friends, something needs to be done about this because they can't be using loopholes to suit themselves. You know, personally, I believe the book lies with Mark because Mark is, he designed it, he's the head book, he owns it. And that's my own personal opinion. Of course, those supposed independent scientific reviews relieved on the group of experts who have a vested interest in dismissing that theory, including the Echo Health, which had funded the one home lab. So the guy basically, friends, had done his homework, in my opinion. Now, this is also happening in other different social media sites too. And it's only a matter of time, and I've covered this many times, our internet will be controlled by governments. I made a comment on Steve... Uh, I made a comment on the Microsoft boss. He had a post out the other day. I made a comment. I basically highlighted it and said, I, as a technology user, from day one like yourself, Bill Gates, I made a, a comment on his post. I says, uh, what's your thoughts on uh, globalization? I says, after all, the internet was designed that governments would not have control. So I'm, I'm waiting on a reply. When Twitter fact-checked and blocked the post stories about Hunter Biden's laptop as hacked materials, what was the basics? Nothing. It wasn't hacked. The company staff just wanted an excuse. Guess they didn't like our tone. And both uh, these cases are fact-checks were lifted, but only after it no longer mattered. So what is going on with Facebook? Who is Facebook trying to please to keep themselves right? The fact-check industry is funded by a liberal uh, MOTELS, such as Google Soros, government-funded non-profits and the tag dance themselves. The checkers are not... Uh, oh, right, okay. The checkers are not the uh, unibased of truth. They're useful distraction groups. Facebook used to upsell itself a responsibility. Free speech be damned. You know, the guy has a point, friends. Uh, another one from the Reason magazine there. Facebook fact-checkers are uh, suffering open uh, debate. That'll be interesting. And some of the fact-checkers are really just fact-bloggers. And that's from the Toronto Sun Canadian paper, I believe. Uh, December the 6th. Uh, the, uh, the guy, again, some fact-taggers are really just fact-bloggers. And they said, I've reported how Facebook censored me. Now I've learned that they also censor environmentalist uh, Michelle and uh, former New York Times columnist. So they're not just censoring us, they're censoring journalists. Fact-taggers, fact-taggers claim we spread misinformation. In my new video, he argues that the people guilty of spreading misinformation or Facebook on its back taggers. He's right, Facebook doesn't do its censoring alone. Its partners with groups approved by something called the uh, the POY NTER Institute, a group that claims a, com a commitment to non-partnership. Uh, one fact tagger approved as a parse, a base group calling itself Science Feedback. Science Feedback of Jackstown article. That was Roach saying, forcing children to wear masks can be harmful. Uh, 
There's also a study which later passed peer review in which parents complained about masks giving their children headaches. I'm making it difficult for them to concentrate. Facebook calls uh, the article partly false. How convenient. These are just some of the the latest that has been going on. Uh, that's partly false labelled as nasty because it leads Facebook to stop showing the work of too many people. But his article is accurate. Science feedback censored it because parents' comments are not a random sample. But it is obvious that such comments are not random. I'll acknowledge the article. Now, as far as wearing masks, uh, the government would say it protects you. Uh, some people that would take panic attacks would be told to breathe in a brown bag. To breathe their own carbon dioxide in and out for to slow the panic attacks down. It def I'm no doctor, friends, but it's definitely not good for you. That is a fact. Uh, but again, the sense feedback are censored it because parents' comments are not a random sample. How, how convenient. What should be labelled as false? It's sense feedback sloppy fact check. It concludes a key takeaway that says that masks are fine for children over two. But that's not something that most scientists believe. Now what the World Health Organization believes. Not what the, the World Health Organization believes either, friends. They believe that masks are bad for children. Again, he's right. The World Health Organization says kids under five should generally not be required to wear a mask. There are all kinds of well-documented facts of wearing masks. Workers who wear masks for a couple of hours in Germany have to stop and take a half an hour's break. This should be a conversal thing to say, no, it shouldn't. Facebook often censors things that should, that should be talked about, which is true. They ban discussions of the idea of COVID-19 escaping from a lab, only reversing a course when Biden's administration said it was... And Biden's administration did say the president that it did escape from the lab, and then when they heard that word, they reversed it. Science feedback is also doesn't like the article questioning the climate crisis, that is what uh, was published. They censored me for saying we're not in a six-mass extinction. Complaints, we're not. Uh, Lomberg was censored for pulling out. Raising temperatures have actually saved lives, and etc., etc. So, you know, again, we have the the fact-checkers have a mission, I'd say, just facts. They also want you to not know stuff. That's not fact-checked. That's simply saying we don't want to hear this opinion in public space. And this is another way of censoring your Article 10 in the UK. Now, a month ago, there was a Facebook rejects a hoax about a new policy giving platforms free access. Let's see. Facebook rejects a hoax about new policy giving platform free access to user content. Reports are circulating around the world claim the Facebook parent company, META, has adopted a new policy to allow the platform unrestricted access to users' content, including deleted messages. The claim is false, Facebook and a cybersecurity expert said. The rumours were based AFP, previously defunct the summer chain message to circulate in 2020. The new Facebook meta rule starts tomorrow where they can use your photos don't forget the deadline today, and etc, etc. And then you, you would have seen that scam, but do not allow Facebook to use my information. Uh, okay, so, you know, where does this stop? 
This week, failing to tackle COVID-19 misinformation, as the government, ABC, revealed how Facebook, Google platform climate lies during fact check photo altered to show uh, posing with Joe Biden. Well, that can be done. We all know how to do that. Facebook admits as fact checkers are based opinion from my heart. Papers in the country has supported my location. Fact check fake Trump Christmas postcards making rounds on social media. So where does it end, friends? Huh? Where does it end? Fox News has uh, the ten worst fact checkers of 2021 on why they matter. The ten worst fact checkers of 2021, and this is from Fox News on why that they matter. 2021 marked another year of media coverage on the fact-checking industrial, who long cast themselves as impartial of truth with no exception. With former President Trump out of office and President Biden at the helm, media fact-checkers vowed to cover his presidency with the same effort to his predecessor. But those tasked with verifying political claims and holding the powerful account spent much of the year fueling their critics with reports that far more resembled uh, Partisan left learning opinion and just the fact approach. Critics say fact checkers have become finalized in the mainstream press as more declarant, sorry, declarative of the truth than a traditional news report with eye catching ratings like political facts, planted on the fire, a Washington Post, and etc. Uh, journalist Mark Hegeman, Hemingway predicted as much in 21 column writing at the time that the media sees obviously restrict itself between everything facts and passing judgment on to opinions they personally find disagreeable. Ten years later, Democrats and their media counterparts continue to heal political fact, Washington Post and other fact hackers as the country's last defense against misinformation. Without further ado, here's a roundup of the worst. Fact Hackers suddenly flipped on the one home lab leak theory. So Glenn was he was tasked with determining the bounds of acceptable political <coughs> excuse me realities. For the Washington Post was forced to walk back to his position on the one who coronavirus lab leak theory in May after declaring it verbally impossible last year. And uh, the outlet reported in February twenty twenty that same Tom Cotton or ARK had repeatedly a French theory suggesting the outgoing spread of coronavirus is connected to research in the diseased of one of lab, China. Media fact checkers, one of lab, uh, linked scientists to discredit the theory. Members of the World Health Organization, uh, who a team investigating <coughs> excuse me, the originals of COVID-19 coronavirus, arrived at the one of institution in China. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, friends, on April the 30th, 2020, the Post published a fact check video declaring it doubtful that the virus escaped from a nearby Wanahoo Institute, known for its research on bot coronaviruses and lab safety concerns. The video included Peter, the president of EcoHealth Alliance, denying the virus could have emerged from the lab and praised the Chinese government as incredibly open. <clears throat> so there we have Glenn Kessler, 
I fear the missed the sense ammunition in the video that shows how it's virtually possible for the spars to jump from the lab and many interviews for actual scientists we deal in facts viewers can't judge for themselves. So, you know, who's pulling whose strings here? Soon after, after where reports emerged revealed that the group had funded coronavirus research at the Onahue lab through government grants, although uh, had earlier claimed he had no conflicts of interest by strongly denying the lab leak theory, and that's D-A-S-Z-A-K, I couldn't pronounce that one. More reports in evidence, such as researchers at the Onahue lab becoming ill with COVID symptoms in the late 2019, the Chinese government's no average to cover up the virus from the outlet of lack of evidence connecting to the wet market of the original and etc. Uh, and the United States Today issued a public perception in September on a fact check examining why President Biden actually kept checking the time on his rest during a transfer ceremony in honor of 13 United States service members killed in a terrorist attack outside the Kabul airport. Daniel Fuken, F-U-N-K-E, authorised a fact check to address the outrage among the families of the fallen. At least they witnessed Biden check his watch multiple times. Okay, so, I guess, Mark, on a, this is my personal opinion, I guess that you've been talking to certain governments and they're pulling your strings. Uh, United States Today fact checker slammed for playing, playing the victim after false reporting on Biden's watch plunder. Which you can see him in the photograph uh, looking down at his watch. You know what I mean? So this is how fact-checkers are playing. The fact-check ruled a claim party false written that the image of Biden that circulated in social media was real, but that it does not accurately summarize what currently instead. Okay, so he's looking at his watch, but he's not reading his watch. That's what they're trying to say. Here again, that's fact-checkers for you. So there's quite a lot of good information on the internet, friends. And uh, it's unreal the way it's it's coming. We have even noticed the uh, <coughs> information ourselves being slowed down to so many people. Uh, there again, that's that's uh, so-called. Uh, Fact-checkers working on behalf of uh, Facebook. Hi, Facebook users fact-tagging to suppress scientific truth, New York Post. And that was on the 18th of May. And there is a small video here, friends. Uh, it is unreal. Dr. Scott Ellis had a tweet removed that questioned the efficacy of masks against COVID-19. There also... Anybody that gives an opinion, okay? Now, I'm no expert on COVID-19, friends, okay? Okay? But what I did do is, <clears throat> I took the numbers that the big media and the governments released on their websites to say many people have died with COVID-19. Then what i done, friends, is i done a research. So I went in and i done a research in the UK alone how many people die of cancer in the UK each year and I got 160,000 people okay 
So I took that number and then I researched how many people committed suicide and there's one in every 40 seconds in the UK. So I took that figure and I added it to it. Then I took how many people die of the common cold every year in the UK. I took that figure and I added to that. Then I subtracted them figures from COVID-19. And guess what? Work out one out yourselves. So you get where I'm coming from. So Dr. Scott Ellis, for another example, had a tweet removed that questioned the efficiency of masks against COVID-19. He's a doctor. He's asking questions. What is the proof that a mask will actually stop it completely? And what is the benefits and what is the non-benefits? And because he asked that question, Facebook promptly slapped a label on his article, partly false information, checked by independent, so-called fact-taggers, City Journal, appealing the ruling as a process that turned out to be both futile and revealing. Facebook refused to move the label, which still appears whenever the article is shared, but at least we got an inside look at the tactics of social media companies and progressive groups used to distort science on public policy. Facebook uses independent fact-taggers to flag articles with false information. Friends, I am no goat's toe what to say in Ireland, or Northern Ireland, should I say. I am no goat's toe, so basically I'm not completely stupid. And I know how to research and I know how to cross-check. And a lot of information that is posted, in my opinion, is being flagged as misinformation because they don't want you to think for yourself. They don't want you to think one-on-one's two. They want to tell you one-on-one's five. And that's basically what it's boiling it down to. So Facebook, which partners, partnered with, sorry, uh, independent fact-checkers of many articles are allified with a non-profit group called Science Feedback, which has parted with Facebook in what it calls a fight against misinformation. The group disguises itself as a non-partisan, a claim that would label mostly false. After studying dozens of its fact-checks and forcing progressive on doxity or climate change and public health, I didn't see anything that would have displeased the journalists. And officially promoting lockdowns and masks, monolaths, nor did I see anything that would be displeased at democracy, particularly during the pandemic of October where President Trump was protecting the vaccine immune for a group be able to protect it in adequate uh, widespread vaccine. It's not expected before mid-21. Fact-checkers, the vaccination rule rate began December. He said his article was flagged because it's studied by a team of researchers in Germany, established an online registry for thousands of parents to report on the impact of masks on their children. More than half of those who responded said the masks were giving their children headaches and making it difficult for them to concentrate. More than a third other problems, including poor learning and fatales, which is sleepiness. The study passed a preview at a medical journalist, but it didn't satisfy Facebook fact-checkers because the government don't want you to know the truth. Friends, we have to wake up. It's not just about COVID, it's about technology. It's about, you know, people are buying uh, programs there on the internet for to hide their IP addresses. Friends, you can do that with fake programs. How do I hide my IP address without a program? Research it, you can do it. You don't have to pay them big bucks. So this is our so-called fact-taggers, and this is only some 
Like small pieces. The wisdom of crowds could fight Facebook misinformation problem. And that's from the time.com. How the wisdom of crowds could solve Facebook's backtracking problem. In 1970, observing some scenes of the country birds attended a season again where you guessed no. So there's plenty of information out there. Who fact checks health and science on Facebook? And this is from the BMJ.com. Uh, COVID 19, who fact checks health and science on Facebook? Overwhelming pressures and governments and the public have compelled social media platforms to take on percentage action on what users show online in the pandemic. What who fact checks the fact checkers? And this is from Laura Clark reports. And a move linked to the way governments have assumed emergency powers in response to COVID pandemic, Facebook has removed 16 million pieces of the content, adding warnings to around 167 million. YouTube has removed more than 850,000 videos related to dangers or misleading COVID-19 medical information, while a portion of the content is likely to be woefully wrong-headed, misleading the pandemic. As letters and examples of scientific opinion that haven't been caught in the dragnet, resulting in the removal, depending on the platform's context, only certain difficulty to find in the science truth, uh, prompting the bigger question whether social media platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube should be tossed with this at all. I don't think it should be. High fact check works. The past decade we have seen arms race between users, disinformation designed to mislead which doesn't really spell social media platform find themselves charged with polishing it whenever they want to or not. When the BMJ questioned Facebook, Twitter and YouTube, which is owned by Google, they all highlighted their efforts to remove potential harmful content and to distract users towards authorised source of information on COVID-19 vaccines, including the word health. Now, I have watched a number of videos and I know they're not misinformation, but Facebook would say they are. I would guess we could call it science truth. And I have seen videos where a woman's daughter was in the trials of COVID-19 and when she came out of the trial, before the end of it, she ended up in the wheelchair. But of course, they don't want you to know that. I also listened to the World Health on big BBC, Northern Ireland where they stated that some countries were giving children boosters and killing children. And I have read that there. I have seen it from the World Health on the big media, but you know all BBC's not blocking it and saying uh, uh, COVID boosters. So the World Health has actually sent it Three days ago, booster vaccination for children and young people at 12 to 17 risk from serious COVID-19 hospitalizations and deaths. But there was information from the World Health. Where the World Health came out and said to them not to be given children boosters because they're killing them. So there again, if you do your research on that, World Health have said to countries, do not be given children boosters, you are killing them. But when you mention that, people say, that's fake news. Don't listen to PC Caremont. Don't listen to George. That's fake news. 
Friends, I can assure you something. I know what fake news is. Now they're saying that the fourth vaccine dose could be needed, but there's not enough data. So now you're going to have another vaccine coming in, another booster, and then I reckon another booster. You know, how many more boosters do they need? Friends, there's quite a lot of doctors and nurses all over the world, not just one country, have come out against vaccination, have come out against the government's policy of trying to cover COVID-19. And then, of course, a lot of fact-taggers are being fed billions of bucks for saying, oh, I don't like that there, I think that's wrong. But they would call it a protective opinion. Their opinion's protective. Sorry, their opinion is protective, but ours isn't. Okay? And that's basically what I'm saying. That's what it boils down to. Protective opinion. Who's protective? The government? Friends, this isn't about someone trying to do something right. This is about social media platforms uh, being a law unto themselves. They're the ones that saying, you know, I've listened to videos of Mark Zuckerberg has said that he doesn't want the responsibility of doing it. He doesn't want the responsibility of doing it, but he's still doing it, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, if you happen to share a post with someone and you think you've come across something, don't expect too many people to see it, even if you tag them, because it will be blocked. And they will close your account down. Because they want to know who you are, what you are, what you have for your brothers. Uh, it's becoming a complete joke. Because they fear the platforms that we have now realised over the years to use. We don't need to go to the big BBC and wait on them. Because 9 out of 10, you give them a story, you never hear from them. But whenever you take it to court, they automatically jump on it. And try to use it for their own gain. So, you know, I said from day one, these should call fact hackers and they experts in COVID. How many nurses and doctors in the UK have refused the COVID vaccines? Do your research. Let's see what we can bring up here while we're having a chin wag here with me. While you're listening or not, I do appreciate it. Some of them words I couldn't pronounce, maybe I need to go back to school. We'll see. Uh, so I was going to say how many nurses, nurses in the UK refuse COVID vaccine. Let's see what we come up with. They are trying to make it more, okay. More than 12 100,000 healthcare staff could refuse vaccinations. And that's 2021, the 10th of November. Okay, so how are they going to do it? And why, ask yourself the big question, right? Why is there that amount of people, nurses, qualified people, refusing to take the vaccine? More than 120,000 healthcare staff could refuse the vaccinations. Around 126,000 frontline health and social care staff in England could risk losing their jobs next spring after refusing to have the monetary COVID-19 vaccine, 
according to the government estimates. Health and Social Care, the so-called minister, announced yesterday that all patients facing staff working regularly at the Saddens England must receive the COVID-19 jobs by April 2022. Now, with the government impact assessment of policy warned that 73,000 staff, NHS staff, 15,000 independent health sector staff, and 38,000 social care staff working outside of care homes may refuse to be vaccinated. That equals to 5.4% of the workforce level of vaccination. So why, if this vaccination is so, in my opinion, so safe, the government say, safe, safe, at a 90% protected, big Stephen Nolan, the radio show, it's better 97% at the no protection. But yet of all, we have experts that know more about medication than us, know more about medical than Stephen Nolan or the BBC, and we have 126,000 front-line health and social care staff in England could risk losing their jobs because they refuse to take the vaccine. Why are they refusing to take the vaccine? Because they know exactly what's going on, okay? Now, the document acknowledged that the impact workforce levels in healthcare services could be significant. Although it said it's not clear how many workers will lose their jobs, but the, the health minister said the vaccine uptake for the staff in England is 93% on the first dose and 90% for two doses. That leaves more than 103,000 uh, 103, people who work for the NHS remain unvaccinated to the audit. Hey, so why are they unvaccinated in the first place? Why did they refuse it? Because they know it's the trials weren't as long as they should be. And they know it's an experimental vaccine. And friends, the government cannot guarantee you today that 10 years down the line, you could take something seriously out of this. They cannot guarantee you that. Experimental vaccines. And I'm not telling you not to take it. It's a personal choice. Personally, I'll not be taking it. But it's a personal choice. The reason I won't take it is because I don't trust the governments. And I do not trust it because it's too soon to be released, in my personal opinion. Some people may say I'm mad. Some people may say I'm playing Russian roulette. And I do wear a mask, even though I don't agree with it. And I do be careful. And I hope I never get it. I know there's a virus out there and I know it's killed people. But I do not think the government are telling us the full truth. But that's just a personal opinion. And this is where the fact checkers are brought in. This is where the so-called big medias now only give out when it's season. But you've got to ask yourself a bigger question. The medias that refuse to give the genuine information, are they funded by governments? That's the first question you asked. Then you say to yourself, if that's the case, who's back pocket of the end? What sort of money are they getting more to lose if they went against the government and told the truth? Okay, that's a couple of questions you ask yourself and then you'll work it out. Most, most people will work it out straight away. This isn't a conspiracy podcast. This is to highlight the fact that Facebook has been taken to court. This is to highlight the fact that Facebook have admitted that fact-taggers are only given an opinion. But they are saying it's a protective opinion. So it's a government protective opinion. Basically, say as I say, do as I do. Geeks, nerds, all the people out there on Tuesday internet, I'm not telling you not to take the vaccine. 
That's one thing I will not do. That's a personal choice. Right? It's not about being anti-vaccine. It's about trusting the governments. On the media, what have we seen? Oh, it's a wine and cheese meeting. No masks. No social distance. In the UK. Research it. You'll find it. No social distance. And it was on a particular time where they told us, the public, you must stay one metre or two metres. You must stay two metres apart, sorry. And you must only turn up for meetings that are special. But you can have a wine and cheese meeting and you can talk about the weather. Sure, how do, how do we know what they were talking about? Alright, so do your research on us fact checkers. Is that fake information? Uh, if you want to know who fact checkers are, friends, just, you know, Oh, there's the independent news, 2nd November. Nurse films herself being escorted from work, refusing to get COVID-19. Uh, information on vaccines, the nurses of Midway Council. Nurse refusing COVID-19 job will not face threats of to fitness or practicing procedures. And the Times Hospital reveals 49 nurses have refused the vaccine in Ireland. That was in the Sunday Times. This is the south of Ireland. But I guess, I guess, you know, some people... Like a Stephen Nolan would call them. Idiots, he would call them. Of course, he's an expert, he would know. Eight medical staff, 49 nursing staff, 57 administrators have not been isolated, according to records released on the Freedom of Information Act. An additional 14 health laboratory staff and 58 support and care workers have not had jobs. What are they going to do? Round us all up and jab us? Uh, and this is the reason I believe the fact-checkers have been brought in. Another post on 8th November from the, the Mirror. Monetary COVID vaccinations could cost Northern Ireland health staff up to 73,000 staff that are refusing to get it. Friends, I have spoken to quite a lot of qualified doctors and uh, people, some in the, in, the, in the job 26 years. And I've just asked a genuine in a conversation, what's your thoughts on this vaccine? And quite a number have told me we ain't taking it. This is experimental. It's too soon. The trials weren't long enough, and etc. and etc. Now, in the early days, we were told this is the best option. So people were scared. I get it. They went out. I lost two aunts. They went out, and they got vaccinated. Then they were told you take a second one, you're well covered. They've done it. Now they were told they've got to get this booster. Now they're told 10 weeks later, apparently from the big media, that the booster is going to last. They have to get another one to build your immune system up. I would, you know, wonder, is it possible to build your immune system up with supplements and uh, or stuff like that? You know, it's just a thought. I'm putting out to maybe some of the doctors are listening. Uh, maybe some of the people listening said, maybe have a doctor friend. Maybe ask them that question. Can we build it up ourselves? Of course we can. So, it is a virus out there. Personally, I don't know much about it. The only thing I do know what's a virus. I know it kills. But these vaccines are supposed to be great at the start. But apparently it's going to be a booster. Fourth booster they're talking about is going to be a fifth booster or sixth booster. Then I read up. Uh, some experts would say it's going to go away uh, three to six months. Ten. Fully the paper trail. Fully the paper trail. That's all I'm saying. Uh, there again. 
it's good to know your technology because you learn about keywords, okay? And you learn about how to put certain keywords into your website for to draw the search engines, you know what I mean? So we've all been there, so we'll know how to, you know, the right keywords will throw up the best information. Of course, we're not going to use Google all the time. There's hundreds of different search engines, you know what I mean? So, but there again, we don't want to educate the fact checkers. So friends, personally, what is your thoughts on these fact checkers, Facebook fact checkers? Am I just talking a load of blarney here? Am I just blowing hot air? What's your thought? What's your thought? I'm not an expert on COVID, right? But I know the difference between a scam and I know how to change information and I know how to edit videos. I know that much. So I'm not a ghost too. I'm not completely stupid, right? So let's get into the conversation together here while we're listening. What's your thoughts on the so-called fact-taggers? Facebook are saying... You're right, fact-tag is only an opinion, but it's a protective opinion. We have an opinion, but is ours protective? No. So by law, under the amendment in America, there's a protective opinion. Is ours protected in the UK? Is yours protected in the United States? Although there's plenty of other platforms on Facebook, that's for certain. In fact, I believe there's another couple started up and they're actually better, you know. How much money do these fact hackers get? <clears throat> what sort of training do they give their people? You know, I'm not talking about certain pornographic. Take it down, of course. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about somebody putting out a, a fake message where you put you share on Facebook, it's a scam. Take it down. We don't want people scammed. Just what I, that's why I joined, joined <coughs> scam busters and stuff like that. That's how you learn. That's how you understand what a scam is. I'm open at this from, well, flip me, what, money, what many platforms have I had now? 95, 98, XP, Millennium, Windows 7, Windows Home, Windows 10, Windows 11, Linux, all the different Linuxes, Apple. So, are we idiots? Are the fact checkers telling us there's a bit of technology information they put up tonight about a certain virus? Maybe the government doesn't want you know, but is that going to be fake news tomorrow? Uh, in their opinion, obviously. Okay, friends, listen. Have a have a safe Christmas anyway. And uh, <clears throat> I just basically want you guys and all those that's listening. Use Dr. Go search engine and use different search engines. Put certain keywords in. Uh, fact taggers, court case, even. And see what you dig up and read it. And you'll not be too long to catch what's going on here. Then, fact-taggers, how much do they earn? What is the income the fact-tagger gets? Fully the money. Uh, why does your politician not like you highlighting something about, about the so-called protocol in Northern Ireland? You know, all hot air. Because he doesn't want you to open people's eyes. Right? So they click the wee report button, wee report button, put wee ladders in. Rub each other's shoulder. It's called a corrupted society we live in at the minute, friends. A corrupted society. Okay, a corrupted society. And I'd also like to put a plug in here for Anchor FM podcasts. Uh, I'd like to thank the team that designed it, personally. From myself, from my geek handle, PC Caremont, and also from my, myself, George. Thank you guys for designing it. You've done a great job with it. I'm guessing in time, you'll be looking at a small payment, which it'll be worth it, to be honest with you. 
And I have a quite hobby. Providing you keep it at a certain level. You know, because there's a lot of people aren't in certain positions today. And may want to use your platform in the near future. So if you could keep that under your hat from that, I'd appreciate it, guys. But I'd like to say to you, Anchor FM, happy Christmas days. And I hope you have a successful new year. And thank you for giving me the opportunity of using one of your platforms. Friends, you can use this platform not just for technology. You can use it for if you're a pet lover or if you've got a hobby in fishing or you bake cakes or whatever. You can use it as an introduction and you can use it to drive your business up. It's called common sense. And the tools are there, friends, and they are really putting their effort into it. If you haven't heard of it before, check it out, Anchor FM. Okay, so thank you, Anchor FM, for that. Also, another plug-in for uh, Twit TV, Steve Gibson, TRC website, expert on computer security. See, track taggers, I learn off the best. I don't learn off idiots, you know. I don't even think these guys would know how to check your system to see what ports are open on your system. So when you're able to do that, then you can come to me and tell me it's, it's misinformation. Okay? Guys, thanks a million. And I'd like to mention uh, a person that made a write-up in the podcasts where they gave me 10 out of 10 and they said, you know, at long last I've found a podcast that I can listen to. This guy's a one-man band. He's working on his own. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Thank you. You know, I don't have a big ego, friends. I like to research, I like to learn, and I like to share it with you. And I like your feedback. It's very important. Give me your feedback on www.pccareman.webs.com. You can also give me a feedback now, I believe, on Anchor FM. Guys, help me push it out. Let's get into a conversation. Let's have a, a, a chat, a disagreement chat, where I respect your opinion, you respect mine. And let's study these so-called fact-taggers and see who they really are. Let's see what they're earning. Who's paying them? Your taxpayers' money is probably paying them. Let's see what qualifications they have. Because it's not only us nerds, it's not only us computer users that's getting fact-checked. It's also people that believe in their own faith. People that have dug out information that they, they don't want the voter to see. It's about uh, corrupted society that we're trying to expose. It's about trying to tell you someday your internet could be disconnected. You could have a one strike your ISP and be disconnected if you cross a certain boundary. It's to tell you about super cookies they put on your system. It's to tell you how you can browse in privacy. What rights you have if you lock your phone where someone doesn't have a right to lift it. What rights you have to refuse to give them the key. Remember Apple refused when they were taken to court? This is what it's about. It's about educating ourselves. It's about helping each other out. And it's also about saving you money. That's what I'm here for. Because I learned the hard way. It cost £20 in British money to get one, a one gigabyte hard drive formatted in a computer shop many years ago. What is it today? We know how to do it ourselves. There's a number of ways of wiping a hard drive. We can level, low-level nuke it. Some people might never heard of it before. Because I learned the hard way, so I want to make it easier for you. And of course, I'm still learning. And I want to learn more of these guys too. Listen, thanks for listening to me.
some may call it the rant, the rave or whatever. It's to highlight the so-called fact-checkers. It's only an opinion, according to Mark Zuckerberg. Is that right, Mark? Is not what you said? Or have I read it on? Or is that misinformation? It's only an opinion. But you call it a protective opinion. So, I guess third-party companies, who are they getting paid by? Is that an all leeway to Mark can use to say, well, it's up to them, they're employed to sort it, not me. I pay them or whatever. Okay, guys, give us your feedback, friends. Share this with your granny. Share this with your aunties, your uncles. You know, explain to them. George, myself, PC Kerman, myself, will talk about different topics to you. And he'd break it up as simple. You know, if you want me to tell you to go to click and start on the left of your screen, type in control panel and take you around your control panel. Will you? you go to your internet options, you go to advanced Click on advanced at the top. You can scroll down to security. Tick two boxes. Do not and save encrypted files to disk. And every temporary files. And hit apply. I can do that for you. I can make it simple. Okay. I can make it simple. How to reset your hub. How to change your network settings. I can make it simple, friends. Let me know what you want and I can make it simple. Now don't be asking me how do you get into someone's bank account. Because... The law says you can learn, but when you cross the boundary lines is when you do it, okay? So I do know how to use their tools. I do know, okay? Right, listen, thanks very much.